0: episode 007 of the Energy Edge podcast.
1: Hi, this is Terry Crawley, co-author of Sleeping Your Way to the Top. I'm a huge fan of the show and encourage you to get your energy edge through sleep and listening to the Energy Edge podcast.
0: Welcome to the Energy Edge podcast, where we believe if you desire to get the absolute most out of your work and life, then finding your energy edge is a must. The Energy Edge Podcast will help you learn to leverage your everyday major activities into an energy advantage so you can work and live at an optimal level. So let's begin. Welcome to episode 007 of the Energy Edge Podcast. So Treva, we both know that this concept of energy can be very, very challenging and for real. And it's interesting. You know, we deal with energy zaps that come after us every single week, but especially this past week. We both had some challenging ones. I mean, for example, my wife went down with a stomach flu early in the week, and holy shnikes did our schedule turn upside down. What about you?
1: Yeah, for sure, and I feel bad for her because the stomach flu is the worst, but I'm in the same boat, like you said. I've been traveling the last couple months a lot, helping out family members, and I'm anticipating a move, so we just want you to know that we're keeping it real,
0: (laughs) Absolutely. And having these real life challenges, I think they really help us to know what we're talking about, that it really truly matters and that we're just so susceptible to fall back into these old ways where that means less sleep. It means eating poorly, less movement and fitness, not taking the breaks, the downtime, the things that actually give us the energy. And between, you know, my short term hiccups with the illness in the home and the schedule changes and a lot less sleep getting up with the baby in the middle of the night and your life change and the move across country. All these things are big.
1: Right, I I still think though that getting up in the middle of the night with a 9-month-old baby is harder than moving across the country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, nicely put. So today's episode is a controversial one, and it's called The Secret Shame of High-Performing Professionals. And I love to hear anything about high performers, because I feel like I'm one, and I'm always wanting to get better, which is usually a sign of a high performer. And anything that can make me better, Treva, I am all in. What about you?
1: Well, I don't think I have a choice, because if I'm connected to you, I can't help it.
0: That's called guilty by association. Yeah, it is. It could it be is. a crime in some states. <laughs>
1: But seriously, I, I'm definitely in the same place as you. I always want to
0: get better. You know, and although, although with this title, I'm not usually a fan of taking a ride on the shame train, if you know what I mean.
1: Well, right. But if you were to hear that title for the very first time, like I did, I, I think we'd all be really curious about what secret shame is of a high performer.
0: Eh, good point. Good point. I do want to know.
1: <laughs> well, I think human nature gets our ears perked. When we hear secret, like I said, especially when it's sandwiched together with shame.
0: You know, and high performers, they can produce. I mean, there's absolutely no doubt about that. And the amount of productivity and results that come out of us high performers, it's really impressive. We crank it out and we get her done. Booyah.
1: Yeah. But you know, like most things, I think there's more to the story and something, there's always something deeper than the surface. So The reality is others see our you know on stage what we put out there but i don't think they see our backstage and things that go on internally most likely you know our backstage is we're tired and some of us are even exhausted I don't think people, they don't really see the toll that not resting, at least at first, is doing to us physically and mentally and emotionally.
0: I, I completely agree. I read a book recently called The Sleep Revolution by Adriana Huffington, and I'll put that in the show notes. And she had a, a stat in there that it was kind of kind of uh, staggering. It said, according to a recent Gallup poll, 40% of all Americans are sleep deprived, adults that is, they're clocking significantly less than the recommended minimum seven hours of sleep per night. And my assumption, since this used to be me, is that many high performers, they sleep far less than seven hours and especially of quality sleep on any consistent basis. They may be around bed in the same house as a bed for seven hours, (laughs) but not having quality sleep for seven hours. And we just simply don't stop to rest. And we often view it as something we just have to do, maybe call it a necessary evil.
1: Well, so we're kind of on pins and needles right now. So can you share with us what the secret shame of high performers is?
0: The reality is many high performers' secret shame, Treva, is they don't know how to rest. Here's my confession. I'm Brian Paul Buckley. I'm a high-performing professional, and I don't know how to rest, and I definitely didn't. And although I may not be aware of any spe- um, uh, official support groups uh, of this just yet, maybe there's some that are out there. What do you think?
1: Uh, probably there is. And I And honestly, I think we could probably start one because I think it's the confession of a lot of others. I think we're in this together if we're really honest. I think, again, I think we're really good at projecting everything good. I always call it our put our Facebook good because we put on all of our highlights and everything that's good in our lives and how pretty we
0: are. You know, and who questions when we're putting up results, right? For sure. So you have for us what we call
1: the five inner thoughts that accompany the secret shame of high performers. Can you share those with us?
0: Yes, and and notice these are going to be inner thoughts. That means nobody else is gonna know about. And it comes when we really pull back the covers and are honest with ourselves of why, why we don't rest this secret shame. And these five inner thoughts are true of at least both of us. And we when we deal with shame, that means that self-awareness is there, which you personally may not have right now. And that's the purpose of this podcast. And I was forced to come to this realization of this shame when I had my adrenal crash. And it, it definitely became a shame of mine. And it may resonate with you as well. So let me tell you about the first inner thought. <clears throat> it is we minimize rest. What is Minimizing. A simple definition is this, to limit its importance or value or to reduce to the lowest possible amount.
1: Yeah, ouch, that, that sounds a little bit
0: bad. Well, it is, especially when we when there's value and importance when it comes to rest. And we high performers are highly skilled at minimizing anything that could possibly slow us down. And we say one of the following statements, Treva. Number one is this. Rest is a complete waste of time, meaning I can't see any tangible results and I don't feel productive. Well, that says the sleep deprived zombie, right?
1: (laughs) Right. You know, in fact, I I really felt that way over the holiday season, which I'm sure a lot of you did. And of course, during high stress times, like for example, moving across the country in the Midwest in February, which is not very recommended.
0: I mean, who does that? Leaving sunny Southern California to move to the West Midwest. <laughs>
1: Crazy girl.
0: Tis true. Tis true. A second thing that we could easily say when we minimize rest is, I really don't need as much as everyone else. Meaning, I have superhuman powers and not like you, mere mortals that need to rest.
1: Yeah, that used to be me. But you know what? I I feel like I finally turned the corner after I was sick, and now I realize that mere mortal than I am. I definitely need serious rest.
0: Imagine that for us. Mm -hmm. And the third one is I'll sleep when I'm dead, meaning I'm too important and sleep is for the week.
1: Brian Bon Jovi, you know, he might have made a lot of money, but he is dead wrong on this one.
0: Oh, nice. Nicely played, Yusino. So you're smart and now funny. Uh, Is that the way (laughs) it goes?
1: No pun intended, of mm, course. Exactly.
0: Maybe all pun intended. You know, but minimizing <laughs> rest says it's just not that important. And it's a mindset that we need more time than energy when we actually gain energy from rest. Did you get that? We gain the energy from rest. And I grew up in a house that rest was what well, was never really talked about. And it definitely wasn't a priority. When I got to college and was single, I minimized rest all the more. It was in complete high gear, especially when I started seeing results. But this was a short-sighted plan and it ended up with incredibly painful results in the end, aka exhaustion and a crash at no additional charge.
1: Yeah, you and I both were in that position and you know, interestingly, those things can take somebody a very long time or por- or possibly even a short time to crash. But I'm telling you, we're both telling you, firsthand experience, you you do not
0: want it. You know, and the challenge here is that we begin to start to notice if we begin to minimize rest.
1: Yes. So what is our second inner thought that accompanies this high shame, this shame of high performers? Well, high shame too, but the shame of high performers.
0: Well, second one is that we avoid rest at all costs and high performance we have this unique gift and it's always being busy i mean every moment is calculated and it's used to produce results not to slow down and as a result we're always on the move it's a can't talk got to go situation and it truly it's it's the can stop now in busy of the exhaustion cycle and if you've not heard the podcast on the energy or the exhaustion cycle i highly recommend checking it out 003 and, you know, Treva, we act like we're allergic to rest, or it's that girl in high school that has a great personality that one of your friends would say that I just had to meet. Yeah, no thanks.
1: You're terrible, but I, I think you dated her, didn't you?
0: <laughs> no, 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 as far as you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're good at that. <laughs> so allergic, I love that word. I think it's an accurate choice of words with when it comes to rest, because I think we always act like something bad will happen. If we rest, it's like an allergic reaction.
0: You know, and avoiding rest is optional. It is definitely one of my past excuses, or we're using the word inner thoughts. And Triva, I've mastered this one. I can fill my time and push rest out where there's not even a possibility of entering the schedule. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and at the end of the day, kind of who can blame us with the results, right? Says senior exhaustion. Well, and I've paid that price for it and you, and it's definitely with adrenal burnout.
1: Yeah. I think, I think you and I both won the award on that
0: one, you know, and avoid avoiding it at all costs means that we fill our schedule. So rest doesn't even have a chance and we avoid true of what we don't want to do. And also we avoid what we don't see any value.
1: You know, that's interesting. I think uh, that both of those used to totally be me. I just didn't want to stop and rest. And I, Really didn't see any value in it at all. So we minimize rest, we avoid it at all costs, and then what?
0: And the third is we justify rest that it's optional. And let's be clear what justify means, okay? It means proving to be right in Treva. I like to be right even when I'm wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you, you do.
0: You just had to be right right now, didn't you? Uh,
1: yeah, I think we both like to be right, huh?
0: <laughs> so yeah, it's and, and instead of admitting that I'm wrong, <clears throat> personally, I stay my ground and then I justify, your justification is in full swing and it kind of takes on a life of its own and it's kind of ugly. And optional means it's my choice, maybe for you, but not for me. It means take it or leave it. It means not necessary, advised, but not required. Just a suggestion. And I can tell myself some half-truths all day long on why, Resting is optional for me. Would you like to hear them?
1: Absolutely, bring them on.
0: So here they are. Here's the go-to statement, and then here's the actual full truth. So my go-to statement is, "Well, I I just have too much time to rest." But the full truth is, well, ironically, that is my choice, and I could choose to slow down, and the world will not end. Mm -hmm. Imagine that.
1: Yes, on this one, I'm going to take the side of truth, uh, and I'm going to plead the fifth since I agree with this statement. You you know, you really do need rest no matter how much you have to do. And I I think ironically, you actually get more done.
0: It's true. And here is my second go-to statement. Uh, Well, it's just my current season of life and it won't always be this way. But the real truth and the whole truth is I've always made it this way of my life and it's never a season of my life.
1: Exactly. And I'm going to take the side of truth on this one too. I don't I don't think you should ever compromise rest no matter what season you're in, especially when you're in a, in a really busy season.
0: You know, and the third go-to statement for me, Treva, is I'm fine with whatever little rest I get right now. But the whole truth is, well, yeah, because I, I usually don't know what being fully rested usually feels like.
1: And I think surprisingly, I think I'm going to take the truth on this side too, because you know, I got really sick and I learned the other side of feeling fully rested and I... I've never gone
0: back. I, I'm the same way. And the irony is no one seeing our onstage sees these mind games, these inner thoughts that we play in our backstage. And really, nor would they really care. And they may even like us better <laughs> if we're rested and not so driven all the time. I know that's true in my life. And it goes back to the exhaustion cycle. If we're not completely aware, we're going to move from busy, can't stop now, to beat down. I can't take this. And it's going to bleed on other people.
1: Yeah. Ew, I think that's too messy and unsanitary to bleed on other people. Please don't do that.
0: Advised. (laughs) Metaphorically speaking, please.
1: Right. All because we just justify rest as optional, right?
0: Yeah, and justifying rest as optional says it's a choice, not a necessity. I like that.
1: Justify rest as optional says, right? It's a choice. It's not a necessity. So with that, what's our fourth inner thought that accompanies the shame of us
0: high performers? That we compare ourselves to others. Well, you know, healthy competitiveness is good, but a high performer, we can simply take this to a whole new level and take it way too far. And we make it more about them than about me. You know, if I stop and rest, they're going to pass me and when, when I'm wasting time resting and not producing.
1: Mm, I like that. Not producing because really, if you think about it, comparison is kind of short-term
0: vision. You know, it truly is. And it's choosing not to take a pit stop in a race in fear that you're going to lose ground. And it's also assuming that the competition, they don't stop for a pit stop, that they never rest and they never sleep. And assuming when we really don't know. And the truth, the truth is they may rest and that's ultimately why they're ahead, Treva.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I think sadly the result is we often end up mentally belittling others who do rest. Like we might not say anything, but I think we're really thinking it. And I We'll say I do it more than I like to admit.
0: You know, we really do. And, you know, to the point of of that people are ahead because they're resting. I mean, obviously, Terry Crawley here in episode 006, she really proved that point. These massive high performers who they stop and rest are producing far more results than us mere mortals who think that we don't need rest. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, Treva, we, we judge. And when we do, we feel better about ourselves as a result. You know, we brag on our pace and we view others who rest as Maybe that they're unproductive and, and possibly even lazy. I, I know I've been there and done that, and it's kind of embarrassing. And, and I know there are more people out there doing the same than me. <clears throat> and how screwed up that we kind of get a kick out of our, our hit of gloating, and um, someone doesn't have any clue about it.
1: Right, and again, ironically, they're doing the right thing, resting to ultimately get ahead, just like Terry Crowley said.
0: Yeah, and comparison in this case is it, case is not healthy because, well, number one, we we don't always have all the facts, and comparing may motivate us, and drive us to push too hard when we just don't know that other side. Now, I remember as a kid, my dad used to say, you know, son, the grass may be greener on the other side of the fence, but you don't know their water bill.
1: (laughs) Did he make that up?
0: I don't think I've ever heard that one. No, but he did work for the water company. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, he did not work for the water company. But it was a line that he said all the time and a lot of truth to it. Uh Uh-huh. And number two is what works for someone else may not work for you. You know, I ran at a completely different pace in my life in my 20s and 30s and even early 40s, but not now in my mid to late 40s. And you know, I've paid a steep price for that pace.
1: Wait a minute. You forgot 50s. You left 50s out, but I get it. That's old. (laughs) Yeah, old. Hey, watch it. So I do think in our 20s, we have twice as much energy for sure. But you know, it's true. Somebody else's pace cannot and shouldn't be what we we gauge ourselves on.
0: You know, and as somebody watching me and my pace, they may thought, well, he's doing it the right way. And little did they know where my pace was going to lead and Mm -hmm. the price that not resting was taking on my body. And here they're just thinking that I'm doing the right thing, which was wrong. Number three is it ultimately takes the focus off the most important person, which is you. And when I'm watching other people, I'm not paying attention to what I need to do. And this case is rest and taking care of my body, which is my high-performance car.
1: Yeah, I like that, the high-performance car. Okay, so what's our fifth and final inner thought of our secret shame of high performers?
0: You know, this one's going to be a rough one, and it's we fear rest. The truth is many high performers are afraid of slowing down, Treva. Yeah, you just got personal on that one.
1: You're using words like fear and afraid,
0: right? Well, yeah. And I I want us as high performers to really be honest with ourselves on this one specifically and to really ask some tough questions. And we need to have these tough conversations and hear tough love, which oftentimes somebody who's producing results doesn't hear them. Well, I, I have an older brother who's much older than me, who has been a gift through the years in doing the tough things, which is telling me some tough love. And uh, Treva, they were, these are were rarely easy to hear, but they were necessary. And ultimately, they really did serve me in the long run. And I've come to the point of realizing just how much of my identity has been really deeply found in my ability to produce results. And I, I used to think that I can't produce results if I'm resting, right?
1: Mm. You know, Brian, I think that's really revealing about yourself. And I think people can relate to this of how much your identity was deeply found in your ability to produce results.
0: Well, yeah, it's true. And it's, but it's also hard to, to accept. And now that I have, you know, I can finally address the fact that I've been afraid to rest and, and I can now not be ashamed of it. I've always been someone who's been known to, as a hard driver and, and can get it done. But And I always thought, what, what if they slowed me, saw me slowing down and taking a break or even relaxing? But it truly was flawed thinking, and it couldn't be further from the truth. Because the reality is, I can rest. I just not wanted to slow down, and I didn't want to stop. And I mean, at a heart level, I didn't know why I was not stopping long enough to truly rest.
1: Yeah, that's a really vulnerable statement. So, But why do you think you didn't want to rest?
0: Well, I, I was, again, between us girls, I was afraid of what I'd find if I slowed down. And here's my truth serum of of why I feared rest in some four very honest and revealing questions that, that actually came out of counseling. When I was going through this phase of my life, really slowing down and figuring out a lot of things, we sat down and we really mold through these four questions. So I'd like to offer them to us right now. Mm-hmm. The first one is this. What would I actually do when I rested? Tough question. What would I actually do when I rested? I knew how to do, but I didn't know how to be. And I was un- I was uncomfortable not doing something all the time. Mm.
1: You know, I, I love that statement. I, I knew how to do, but not to be. I think a lot of us struggle with that. And I don't think a lot of us even know what that looks like. And so we would like to help you, you know, through our Energy Edge podcast, we're going to help you figure out. How that is how to be
0: you know and the second truth serum question was this would i still be needed if i stop would they learn to move on without me
1: mm, that's a really good point for us performance mongers like myself you know all of us want to be needed and too much of that is not healthy
0: and the third uh, truth serum question that was asked to me was would i be replaced And once I'm not needed, they're going to replace me. And that was Mm. a tough, tough question.
1: Right. Because I think that feels like rejection.
0: Yeah, a lot more than I care for sometimes. But you know what? Mm. These These are important questions that I need to process. And the fourth one really was the hardest one. And this was it. What I like what I found when I slowed down and reflected on what was truly important to me. What I like what I found when I slowed down and reflected on what was truly important to me. And this by far was the hardest one for me. And this is what I personally found. Um, One thing was that I was not good at it and I didn't like that feeling. Uh, Second thing was that I found that I cared more about doing than being because I was just good at it. And the third thing is I valued results more than relationships.
1: I think summarizing those three points in in what you found, I think people are really afraid of who they are. I I don't think they always like what they see.
0: Yeah. And those were hard truths to accept, but it was really freeing to admit them and then to take the next step, which was to be to rest and to be at peace and to be willing to work on them at the same time. So let me ask us as listeners, can you relate to any of those or have you not come to a place of such honesty yet? And if not, I hope this podcast is challenging you in this area.
1: We believe sleep is foundational to develop an energy edge. It's challenging enough to be productive and creative, especially when you're tired or even exhausted. But what if you had a quick guide to give you a jumpstart, something to point you in the right direction? That's the exact reason for the sleep guide called Sleep Your Way to the Top, 10 Secrets to Getting Better Sleep. To download your free copy, visit www.energyedgepodcast.com. That was www.energyedgepodcast.com. You can also find the link in the show notes. Now, back to the podcast. So this is the point in our podcast where I'd like to give the review of what we've talked about. And so Brian gave us five inner thoughts that accompany the secret shame of high-performing professionals. The first one was this, we minimize rest. Definitely two is we avoid rest at all costs three. We end up justifying rest as optional and four, we compare ourselves to others, which is not good. And five, we fear rest.
0: You no, know, and this is some tough content, Treva, nothing light and feel good today, my friend.
1: No, but I think it's really needed and valuable.
0: Yeah. And I didn't know how to slow down to, you know, unplug or relax and, and really to receive the true benefits and the deep benefits of rest and I think it came simply down to one revelation for me. I know I need to, but don't know how to rest. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. You say, I know I needed to, but I didn't know how to rest.
0: Yeah. And not knowing how to truly rest, I mean, really was my secret shame. Once I realized it, I'm like, man, I, this, I'm doing a lot of things, but I, I really suck at rest. And <laughs> it was one of those things where, wow, well, you know what, as a high performer, I want to work on that. I want to get better in every area of my life, but especially something that's going to serve me in the long run, which is allowing me to really do my best work and to live at an optimal level. Nice. I like that.
1: Uh, in our Ed- Energy Edge podcast, we like to give you what we call actionable items or what now, things that you can move forward in. And so let's talk about a couple of them. One, determine which of these five inner thoughts that Brian talked about that you resonated with the most right now. So really, chances are probably that you have one inner thought that's more prominent to you than any of the others. And two is this. Determine what is the one thing that you need to do differently as a result of these five inner thoughts. Because you need to take action, right? We want to move forward. We are high performers. And interestingly, it may be taking the truth serum of why you don't rest looking backwards, looking internally. And warning, it's a little difficult and revealing, but it's so healthy and so much good will come out of it as a result.
0: So let's wrap this episode up. If you want some in-depth notes, timestamps of the content and links, I encourage you to go to energyedgepodcast.com forward slash and then the episode number. So for example, today would be energyedgepodcast.com forward slash 007. So here's the next episode preview I'm going to be interviewing Megan Blacksmith of Zesty Ginger. Gotta love that name. And I'm going to ask her some questions on what does it look like to eat a whole food versus a food-like diet? And we know that nutrition is so important and there's a direct correlation between our nutrition and our energy. So if you're curious about that, make sure to download the next episode. Thanks for making it to this point in episode 007. We appreciate you taking the time out of your busy, busy schedule to listen to this podcast. As always... We'll try and do better next time. Begin today to get your energy edge on.